0: This is the upsides. My name is Yessie, and I am here with my friend Michelle. Say hi, Michelle. Hi, guys. Um, Firstly, I want to apologize for not doing an episode for so long. School is a lot tougher than I thought. So, it's been really hard to balance work and school and just having a social life and not pulling my hairs out. but I did want to do an episode this week because it is Mental Illness Awareness Week from October 7th to October 13th, um, and so Michelle's joining me now. She had done an episode in the past that's not actually up right now, um, but we're just going to be talking about the topic of mental health, not necessarily talking about um, her story individually. We're, it's just a general conversation that we're going to have today. Um I hope that some people find this helpful and insightful and that it improves communication with your friends and you guys talk about mental health within each other so you can help each other out if you are struggling with some things.
1: Yeah, it definitely means uh, something different to everybody. Yes. Right? Um, some people take it a lot more serious than others. Others don't find it very serious. Uh, example, um, I guess, my parents, I mean, I'm 27, so that generation, um, you know, when I told my mom about it, she was kind of like, What is that? She didn't really know or understood what it was. So I think that, you know, what Jesse's doing here with this podcast is a, is a great idea to, to bring that awareness out. And, you know, there's different ways to bring awareness, you know what I mean? Like talk to your friends, um, you know, just taking it seriously if someone brings it up to you. Um, I think that that's very important. But, um, yeah, like different ways that, you know, you could bring it up to someone. You know, if you don't feel comfortable going to a therapist or talking to your friends, you know, write it down. Talk to yourself like you would, um, like when you practice an interview, you know, talk to yourself, just get it out there. I think that's a, a great outlet on how to, how to feel better about it or how to, you know, help yourself. Yeah. I feel like sadly,
0: most of our, at least for me, like my anxiety started when I was 19 and it has to do a lot with, you know, like you might have had anxiety your whole life, but you have been you had Never coping happened. mechanisms that were helping you get by and you didn't really notice it until something triggers it. For me, it was my parents separating and having to move and all these things just caused too much stress and I didn't know how to, like, cope. I just didn't know how to handle it and it manifested itself in anxiety, you yeah. know, the stomach aches, like, just feeling uncomfortable in my own skin... Not very, not being very confident in myself, which was something that I was in the past. It was just hard to see myself turn into someone that I didn't recognize anymore, mm-hmm. yeah. and not feel like myself. Um, and like you said, like it was hard. I guess for the our parents, like that generation, to they never had to kind of like confront yeah. mental illness because they were. I feel like they were more stressed out about, like, putting food on the table. Yeah. Like, just working, and um, they didn't really have... Sorry. So, Michelle has a little puppy. He's a super cutie. His name's Obi. And he likes to bite right now. (laughs) Sorry
1: about that. No. But, yeah, they were distracted. I mean, they had different coping mechanisms, like you know like certain generations for example uh, you know the flower power generation they were just immense in drugs you know what I mean like the 70s you mean? yeah yeah 70s and stuff like that my mom's generation you know I mean it was really like the digital age dude like computers were coming out it was kind of like the craziest thing they were putting a man on the moon like you know, and, and also she had kids, single mom. All she had to do was oh, yeah, worry, yeah. you know, worry about, like, putting food on the table. And yeah, we don't have kids, so all we have yeah. to do is worry about our fucking, like, minds and what the hell is going on it. Exactly. And, and back then, dude, like, if you think now mental illness is something that people brush under the rug, dude, back then, yeah, it was way more intense. You know what I mean? Like, people were just like, ah, smoke a cigarette or, you know, like. Even though, like, that's when all these drugs started coming out.
0: That's true. Like, it started in, like, the 70s. Um, don't, guys, don't, like, trust anything I say because I haven't done <laughs> research about this. I know I suck, even though I have a bachelor's in psychology. Um, but it was, like, in the 70s when, like, psychiatry started coming up, and so people would start getting medicated, um, which was a big deal because before they used to just have, like, the psych wards, and if you were, like, you had a mental yeah. illness, you were just left there, and, like, that was your life. You were stuck in that place. Yeah. And they found ways to medicate people and so they could be, like, in society and working and just being quote-unquote normal.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. Exactly, like, back then, it was like, oh, um, you have anxiety? Oh, something's wrong with you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Now, at least we have this age and, you know, what we're trying to do here is trying to show you that, hey, there's nothing wrong with you. It's completely natural in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the what was it called? The, the brain connection that you saw? Uh, well, chemical imbalance? Right, it could be either a chemical
0: imbalance or just you know lacking coping mechanisms and learning to find those coping habits that are going to help you get better whether that be through medication or through therapy or just through talking to your friends and or journaling like those things like finding the healthy ways to cope with things in life that everybody goes through that can help you you know ease your mental illness.
1: Yeah. So like now it's, it's different. You know what I mean? Like it's now you're, you know, you're normal. It happens to a lot of people. Anxiety is like you were saying, like after my anxiety happened and a few years down the line, like I started to really reminisce and think back on like, you know, when I was in middle school or when I first got my car, I was like, wow, there was, I can remember specific times in my life where I was nervous, but I realize now, wow, that's anxiety. I just never knew that that's, that's what it was or like That it even existed, you know what I mean? I just, you know, I didn't dwell on it, so it didn't continue on in my mind. I just moved on with the next distraction, but that, as you get older, you know, for me, it was, like, work and stress. You start to dwell on it, and you start to wonder, hey, why is it I'm noticing that, you know, my stomach hurts more, like, I have had the shakes, and my heart is beating fast, you know, and then you start, you tend to dwell on it, and it tends to get worse, because that negativity and things like that.
0: Yeah, like, when I was little, I
1: wouldn't be able to sleep over
0: people's houses because my stomach would hurt and I would throw up and I just I mean I didn't know it was anxiety until now I'm like oh I was obviously a very anxious child Yeah, (laughs) but it was only for like certain weird things like that like sleepovers but like I was very palsy in the sense that like I was in chorus and I did like the morning announcements. like I could not see myself doing any public speaking (laughs) whatsoever now like yeah. I failed my speech class twice because I did not want to speak in front of people. Like that's how anxious I was. Yeah. So, it's just crazy to see like this confident little Yessie and then how I am now, which I've gotten better. Like I've become more independent, but when I was going through my anxiety, I became so reliant on like everybody in my family and my boyfriend and it was just I was so in it I was so into my anxiety that I did not see what was happening around mm-hmm. me and all like the things that people were doing for me and how dependent I became and then it wasn't until I guess like I don't know I kind of told myself like no like look at how you were you can get to being who, the, who you were back then like you just have to work on it little by little and build up your confidence and just become more independent
1: again and little by
0: little, I did you start good. doing that. It's funny
1: that you say that because, like, anybody, anyone that knows me, I was a crazy person back then. Like, there was nothing that could hold me back. Like, you tell me, you jump off that bridge, and I wouldn't do it. That's how crazy I was. Like, I was just shot out. I was out there and stuff like that. And then my anxiety happened, and I became this whole different person that, like you said, you know, I was so immersed in that the symptoms and the negativity that I just didn't realize who I was anymore until funny enough, you know, I was defending, depending on, on my uh, fiance as well. And until one time he got really annoyed with me and frustrated, you know I mean? And years of, of having someone depend, like depend on you and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure it, it becomes frustrating. And he just, you know, he showed me a little bit of that. And I realized, wait a minute, it kind of snapped me out of it. and I was like, this is not what I want to be. You know, like my friends telling me, Hey, you don't seem happy anymore. Like you're, you know what I mean? Like you're crying and, and I would cry in front of people and I'd be embarrassed. And I was just like, yo, I don't want to be like this anymore. And I want to be that person I used to be. And it's funny though. Cause someone mentioned to me, it's not, you shouldn't want to, you shouldn't strive to be that person you were before. You should strive to be a better person. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause like the things that you've gone through with mental illness, anything, anyone with mental illness, you'd, like, if you get past it and when you get past it, you become this like strong person, like way stronger than you were before. Before I was scared of dying. And you know what I mean? Throughout my anxiety, sadly, one of the things was, is that I was just like, I don't wanna deal with this anymore. Like death might be better, but obviously it's not. But once you get past that, you're just kind of, like, fearless. And it's just, like, this really great feeling because it's, like, you know, you went from being this scared person to, like, (laughs) that doesn't bother me anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been through such pain that anything I can, I can conquer anything now. Like, anything that comes my way, like, work, school, any of that stuff, I know I can get past it. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like, you know, like, I've told Yessie before and other people, like, it may not seem like it, but my anxiety was truly a blessing to me.
0: No, I, I mean, this is why it's called The Upsides,
1: because <laughs> yeah, out
0: right. of every mental illness, you know, there's a positive side to it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would say, like, yeah, like you said, it, it just made me stronger. It made me be more empathetic towards mm-hmm. others. Absolutely, yeah. And more aware of others' feelings in the sense of, like, you never know what someone is going through. Exactly. And... Because I've always been very like talkative, like I talk about everything. I've never been one to keep it inside, so like when my anxiety started, like I told everybody, like (laughs) in the sense of like my family and stuff. It took a little bit longer for my friends because of the same like stigma behind it. Like I didn't know if they would understand. Like, no, I can't go out today because I just have a physical. My stomach like hurts. And they'd be like, whatever, take a pep to bismal. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, no, it's not that type of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so I just didn't like, I would just avoid going out. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, first I told one friend and then I told the other. And seeing the responses from them, that was like, they're very positive responses, like very supportive. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, then it's not so bad. And then that's when they started opening up to me about like, oh, I'm also going through this. And so it was a good feeling to know yeah. that... You're not struggling on your own. You have others around you that are also struggling, and you can help each other by just talking about it, which is what we did.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, honestly, the first time I felt great relief um, when after my anxiety happened was when I told you about it. Like, you know, Jesse had been like, hey, Michelle, I've noticed that you haven't really been going out, and, you know, I felt really bad. I had not earned the title flake because everyone <laughs> would invite me out, and I'm kind of still the same way, but people would invite me out and I'd be like yeah 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 I was too nervous to tell them no because I was I was worried what they would think about me you know what I mean and then when I finally told yes yeah I like told her I was like dude this is what I'm going through and when she told me I'm going through the same thing dude I felt so good I was like holy shit oh, like I'm not the only person on this planet <laughs> earth feeling this way I felt so good about myself and, and that's why like we're sending this message man like tell people because not only is it like this whole i don't know it's like some positive reinforcement thing that when you actually say it out loud it kind of like releases from your body but you're releasing the stress you're letting it out you're not keeping it in but then knowing that someone else is going through exactly the same thing you're going through dude that's a whole new therapy on its like own that's like something else man so
0: because you have someone to talk about it that Mm -hmm. might
1: understand it because
0: a lot of something I think that we both went through was that, you know, our significant others and part of our family like they didn't understand what our bodies were physically doing what anxiety is physically, which is it could be different for everybody um, like for me it was the feeling of nausea and my stomach hurting, like just stabbing pain in my stomach um, heart palpitations yeah. and just like I would be, like, outside of my body all the time, just thinking about the future, because that's anxiety, and all the possible things that could go wrong.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And
0: I wouldn't be able to move from where I am, like, and even, like, I still struggle with it from time to time, um, but I've gotten better at telling myself, like, stop, breathe, and just do whatever it is you gotta do. Like, even going to, like, the doctor, like, I had to go to the doctor's office by myself, and I was, like, taking a shit. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I can't. Like, like yeah. I've never been to this place before, so I don't know what to expect. Yeah. And, oh, my God, like, am I going to be able to do this? And I would go, I would get out of my car, walk a little bit, and be like, no, 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 no. I need more time. <laughs> go back, sit in my car, like, breathe, and then try again. It took me, like, two or three tries, and then finally I was like, just just walk. And, like, I walked up, and then I went, and I sat, and it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was over before I knew it, and nothing happened to me. I survived. Yeah. But that's just anxiety, like, playing tricks in your mind, and it's just... Yeah. Blah.
1: I mean, you know, anxiety like that is good in certain situations, like, you're being mugged, or, you know, dangerous situations where you have to, like, your flight or, or right. fight, you know, it turns on, and, you know, certain situations, that's okay, but... As humans, we have these like situations and scenarios in our life that that our bodies aren't normal. Like they're not used to. Like for example, with your parents, you know, divorcing, your body didn't understand how to cope with that. You know what I mean? Like it was causing you stress, but it's not like an, a physical threat. So you you know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. what the heck? Like and for me with work, it's kind of like you know like they say with animals, like animals don't stress out <laughs> because they only have like reproduce, eat, reproduce, eat, sleep, whatever that is like. So it's just crazy how, you know, how our minds work, how like, anxiety can really affect you and make you think about all these negative, bad things that are going to happen to you when it doesn't, and it's great that, you know, you force yourself to, to stay in that situation and, and go through it, and then you came out, and that, even though it might seem a little bit, it's, like, that positive reinforcement mm-hmm. that you need. So, like, a hundred, you know, situations like that where you keep, keep right. with it, it's going to make a big difference. Yeah. Before, like, I couldn't study by myself,
0: and the past few, like, the two... Yeah, last two months, I started, like, going to the coffee house by myself, which I had never done before, no. and the first day was weird, second day a little less weird, and now, like, it's just, I just go, like, I don't even think about, like, oh, I'm going to be here by myself. I just do it, and yeah. I, I'm fine. Like, nothing happens, and I feel quote-unquote normal.
1: <laughs> I mean, the the greatest advantage of being human is that we adapt, mm-hmm. and I think that that's, that's, our, that's our superpower. I mean... You just have to, you know, keep going. Like, your body, it, it's going to get used to it. It's it's going to feel normal again. You know, just keep, keep chugging through, I guess, or keep, yeah. you know, keep but doing it. But
0: just also very important to process these feelings that you have, yeah. whether it be anxiety, depression, anything that you're going through, process it in a healthy way. Yeah. Don't bottle it up and resort to X, Y, Z, that it's not going to be good for you and you're going to be dependent on those substances mm-hmm. and then you know you can't get yourself out of that because if you never like it's going to be hard but you have to face the issue yeah. you have to see like you have to see it for what it is like I have anxiety because of this mm-hmm. or this causes me anxiety so either you remove it out of your life or you work to adapt towards yeah. towards it if it's something you can't change um, but not facing the problem and just ignoring it it's not the way to go because eventually it'll catch up to you and it'll be much worse if it caught it catches up to you like later on in life yeah
1: um replacing it with something else is yeah never never a good idea unless it's a positive thing you know like something that's helping you work towards it like i know this is like the most lamest like example but you know if you're eating cereal and you leave your dish in there and you're like okay i'll I'll wash it tomorrow or I'll wash it tomorrow by week two it's going to be really difficult to like wash it so you're just gonna want to throw it away you know what I mean yeah. I don't know if that if that makes sense for me it does but it's yeah brushing it under the rug or trying to cover it up with something else is is definitely not the way to go you either have to face it and learn to be okay with it or you know if it's something that you can change you know work towards doing that little by little I think like the best part is when you accept like okay I have this
0: mental illness and now I need to work on you know not letting it control my life. Yeah. And taking control of my life again. Because um, a lot of it is denial. Like, you think... It feels good sometimes to be, like, crippled.
1: <laughs> like,
0: yeah. you're like, well, I can't do this because I have anxiety. And you get comfortable. Yeah, yeah, you get comfortable in being like that. And sure, like... At least for me, I was able to do that for maybe, like, a year. Yeah. Where I was just like, no, you know, I'm not going to go to Target. I'm not going to go here. Like, people have to go for me because I just can't do it. Yeah. And you avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. And then you hit a <laughs> part where it's just, like, you can't avoid it anymore. You have to do something.
1: Yeah, you definitely do.
0: And once you accept it, that's, like, the most beautiful thing. Because yeah.
1: It's like know,
0: yeah. It's like this weight. Yeah. It's like, yes, okay, I have this. And this happens when this happens. But... Now I know the signs. I know what to expect from it and I just need to find solutions to this. Yeah. And you just work on it whether that be going to therapy, going to see a psychiatrist or you know, just talking more about it with your friends and with your family and having that support. Um yeah. I think that's like necessary, but I think accepting of it that's like the best part
1: yeah I mean definitely don't use it as a crutch like I I'm not gonna lie at some point I did too you know what I mean I I liked you know after you talk about it you you know you realize wow, you, there are people that care about me and then at some point I was using it as a crutch a little bit you know what I mean to get sympathy and then kind of like gain the upper hand like wow well you know I'm doing all this and I have anxiety you know <laughs> but it's not like that it's you know um I have anxiety and I'm still gonna like do all these great things and and I you know I've thinking positive about myself and stuff like that so don't use it in a negative aspect like do it in a positive way but I mean you know just like the same thing like the whole target thing you said I used to do that all the time too I'd be like well no um you know you gotta go do laundry because I can't go there or you know stuff like that um but you know like use it in a positive way like don't don't use it in a negative way, always stick to the positives. Like, you know, like we were saying earlier, it's a blessing because my relationship with my family wasn't the best until after I got my anxiety. And then my relationship with my boyfriend's parents weren't the best until I got my anxiety. You know what I mean? I was drinking a lot and all that stuff, but I, you know, I had to do the work. Mm -hmm. I had to stay positive. I had to push myself to do the things that I could do to help myself. And so in the end, you know, I've come at it a little bit, I feel way better than I was before. Um, you know, just those coping mechanisms, you know, doing whatever it is to help you feel better about it, you know, and, and making sure that you speak out about it because it's, it's going to make you feel better. You, you may feel like, no, telling people is not going to make me feel better, but it definitely will. Even if it's, you're telling yourself, you're writing it down and throwing away the paper, you know, just getting it out of your system can do wonders. And that, I think that's definitely the first step yeah you went to a psychiatrist first you told me uh yeah so after my anxiety um i i didn't even know what the heck was happening did to someone me. like tell you like you should go see someone or you decided yeah. yourself no 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 um my boyfriend's sister so my hmm. sister-in-law told me hey she even found the doctor for me because i was you know i was one of those people i was like ah that stuff doesn't work you know what i mean i i just didn't even know what was happening to me i was so in not well-informed that I just didn't know how to help myself, and so luckily when, you know, I told my family what was going on, they, you know, they reached out, and they, they found a solution for me, and in the end, this therapy, um, the behavioral, behavioral therapy really helped me out, at least that was my situation.
0: Um, yeah, for me, like, I went to, doctor and I said like you know I have these stomach pains like I'm scared to go to work I can't even like go to school like I feel horrible and he's like yeah no like you have anxiety and you need to go see a psychiatrist and that's what I did first and then now like I studied psychology and um now I'm doing social work so I'm more into like the mental health field and I they see now that i should have probably done therapy too back then but i was only doing um the medication to kind of like get me okay yeah. to go back to work and go back to school um but now i'm doing therapy i don't do it as often as i should because um, there's just so much going on but um it is really good when i do go and i'm able to tell her like what's been going on and she's yeah gives me another perspective on things and I just like feel so much better when it come out because I'm just like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I know what I need to work on.
1: And do you still take medication and therapy? You're doing combination? Combination, yeah. yeah. I still take medication. Um I wanted to take medication, um, but deep down I was like really scared about it. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's like what at least I don't the statistics I'm pulling out of my ass. Um 80% of the people I know a lot of people feel the same way about medication, like oh it's addicting and blah blah blah. But hey, it's it's what works for you. I mean, my doctor prescribed me something, and I carry around my medication with me. And I've been carrying carrying it with me in my purse for two years, just in case it ever gets you know so far that I can't help myself or that I feel kind of like trapped. Then I would take it. But you know, I haven't had to take it. Therapy has helped me. Um, I Haven't been to therapy in a while. I feel like. I've been able to, to do it myself, mm-hmm. um, and, and basically that's what it is. Like they teach you how to do it yourself right. and how to how to live your life. But you know, I mean, helping yourself is different for everyone. You know, what I mean, whether it's medication or therapy or a combination of medication and therapy or getting a dog or a pet or whatever it is, you know, what I mean, it's it's definitely different for everybody.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I just wanted to bring up some statistics from the.
0: NAMI website, the National Alliance on Mental Illness website. They state there that one in five Americans is affected by mental illness, um, which I think it's very important that you know we talk to our friends and are able to have you know close relationships with people so that you are able to talk about these things and not feel um, ashamed of it. Like, and for you to know your friends and what they're going through, like, why have superficial friendships when you can have a real connection with people and make their lives better I feel yeah. you know I I've just that's the type of person that I am I, I know that not everyone is like that not everyone likes to talk about their skeletons yeah. <laughs> but I just feel like it's so great just to have these deep conversations with people yeah and you know you can find your little group and it just helps you get through life so much easier because you have someone that can advise you and yeah just make you feel better
1: i think that's what being human is all about like finding other people you have similar things in common with um that's what it's about that's what separates us right from the animals like we have this need to to want to have people that we can connect with and people who we feel care about us and it, you know when i was younger i didn't really care about relationships like that but as you get older it becomes an important part of your life you know it it's definitely important to have you know that support
0: yeah
1: and they also mentioned
0: there how stigma creates an environment of shame fear and silence that prevents many people from seeking help and treatment which i think is very true um i think i work at a psychiatrist's office right now and most of the people that you know are calling for new appointments have reached rock bottom like they're desperate for an appointment. And unfortunately there's so many like mental health has very low funding. Yeah. And therefore there's like, um, like not enough psychiatrists out there. Um, I honestly don't know about therapists just because there is a lot of branches in therapy. Like you go to psychologists, you can go to a social worker, you can go to a licensed mental health counselor. There's a lot of options there for, I think therapy. Um, but as far as psychiatrists goes, it's very limited. And I feel bad because, you know, I have to tell this person, like, you have to wait. Yeah. Either, you know, you have to wait or you're going to have to go to an emergency room. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that there is stigma. So people don't, like, learn to address the issue when it first happens. They wait to the very last minute and then they you know you might not get the help that you need immediately and yeah. that sucks so that's why it's so important to not look at mental illness as something that's shameful and not have fear to speak up about like just if you have you know some dark thoughts like just bring them up talk to somebody yeah and you know as friends we should also ask our friends like you know how you've been like how's everything like try to find what's going on in their life and if you see that they're a little bit upset you know talk to them make sure that you know what's going on in their head um and maybe that way they can get help earlier you know and not when they're hitting rock bottom yeah
1: um
0: some symptoms that you know you should look out for in your friends that may be suffering from a mental illness um can be like excessive worrying or fear feeling excessively sad or low um Noticing if they stop like going out when you guys invite them Um, Mm -hmm. If someone is having confused thinking or problems concentrating and learning extreme mood changes including uncontrollable highs or feelings of euphoria prolonged or strong feelings of irritability or anger And like I said avoiding friends and social activities having difficulties understanding or relating to other people Changes in sleeping habits or feeling tired and low energy, changing in eating habits. Like, I feel, yeah, like if you know someone who, you know, is always happy and excited and like, oh, yeah, let's go eat. And out of nowhere, they just stop wanting to hang out and they want to eat. Like something is going on. Yeah. Not all the time, but majority of the time, there's something going on. Um, For me, like I couldn't eat in front of people. (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) me too like I would only like I only would eat in front of people I felt comfortable with yeah and if I I wanted like even friends that I've had for like ever like I would go eat with them and just get really anxious and it's like this is so dumb like I know this person I've known this person for years like why can't I just (laughs) yeah my stomach would just shut up and Mm. like nothing would get through that's it so I would not eat I would just sit there and then go home and eat there yeah so <laughs> that's it's a just, similar one for those me too. are like signs, like, yeah, it's, it's not that it's not normal to not eat, go out and not eat. But I mean, your yeah. friends are inviting you for lunch, like,
1: you're supposed to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because, um, you know, I still struggle with eating at restaurants, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, I feel super impatient about it. Mm-hmm. And I'll order this great meal that I wanted to eat, and I can't eat it. I'll be like, okay, can I get it to go box? And every waiter or waitress is like, you didn't like it? I'm like, no, no, no. I you know I'm not that hungry. And then the moment it's in the box, I can eat it. I don't know what it is. It's like my brain now knows, yes. okay, you're leaving. So, and I'll eat yeah. it on the car ho- ride home it's, or I don't know. It's but, exactly
0: that. It's like, you feel safe because like, well, it's already in a box. So if I need to go, I can just exactly, leave. Exactly. Like yeah. there's nothing holding me down. Like, because if you eat on a plate, then, and like you start feeling anxious, uh-huh. you have to wait for the girl to bring the box and then set it up to then get the yeah. check and then leave. So exactly. it's like a longer process.
1: No, yeah, I Yeah, that's you, going all through your mind. Yeah, um, that's how far ahead anxiety makes your brain go, like yeah. 20 steps ahead. So and if you notice that, like with a friend, you know, definitely be, you know, don't badger someone. I Like, we know you guys care, but don't badger them either. <laughs> Why aren't you eating? You know, sometimes these things have to come from them, you know, just try to bring it up in a, in a casual way and just, you know, tell them, show them you, you're concerned. You know what I mean? But... Look out for these things. I mean, these are people, you know, you care about and, you know, people who who have lives like, again, you you never know what they're going through. So it's, you know, keep an eye out for them. Um, Other symptoms that you can look out for
0: are abusive substances like alcohol or drugs. So if you find that somebody is drinking a lot more often than usual, you know, something is going on. They're trying to that's their way of coping and they need to talk about what's going on. Um,
1: That's a hard one.
0: Yeah. Inability to perceive changes in one's own feelings, behavior, or personality. So lack of insight. Um, multiple physical ailments without obvious causes like headaches, stomach aches, or ongoing aches and pains. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts about suicide. Inability to carry out daily activities or ha- handle daily problems and stress. And an intense fear of weight gain or concern with appearance. Um you could also notice these things in children, which is it makes me so sad to think about a child going through this. Because I went through this when I was, you know, 19. I can't imagine being, you know, 10 or 12 and going through this. Yeah. Um, like your everything is changing in your life when you become a teenager, and to have that on top of it is just it's intense. But I feel like the that like anxiety is occurring sooner with the younger generation, like our, the generation after us. Um, maybe it's, I don't know, our fault. I don't
1: know. I, I think what it is, and I, I think you've said it perfectly before in our previous conversations, you know, like we're too smart for our own good. Uh, yeah. This is that generation where like I did everything that is nice. out of you did. And it, <laughs> dude, that has stuck with me for a very long time because it makes me feel good about myself, but it's like, it's also a curse. You know, the more, you know, um, the more it's going to hurt you. You know what I mean? Like ignorance is, is truly bliss. You know what I mean? Before I knew this was anxiety, it didn't affect me. But the moment I realized what it was, I kind of started dwelling on it and dwelling on it. You know what I mean? But, you know, as we get smarter, you know, like the red hot chili peppers, they put it the best way, you know, the more I see, the less I know, you know, that's the <laughs> only way to, <laughs> to explain it. But you you know what I mean? And that's always stuck with me, you know, like we're intelligent beings and, and we're getting smarter and smarter as the years go by. And it, we start to notice things more and, it breaks my heart to think about, you know, a kid going through that, you know. Yeah. Some signs in children
0: are changes in school performance, excessive worry or anxiety, for instance, fighting to avoid bed or school, hyperactive behavior, frequent nightmares, frequent disobedience or aggression, and frequent temper tantrums. Um I feel like when we were kids, like if those weren't like the normal, no, if we did that. No, if we did that, our parents would be like, just
1: go to bed. Like, yeah. The whatever. Water ass. <laughs> like, yeah, you're reading that. I'm like, dude, that kind of sounds like a normal kid. <laughs> but now we know, hey, it could mean yeah, something could else. Be like be
0: anxious about something.
1: I fought my mom every single night to go to bed and I sure as hell did not want to go to school. <laughs> like, you know, it sounds like normal kid stuff, but you never know. You know what I mean? Yeah. so
0: that could be happening because a lot of the times it could have been like i mean it wasn't for me but like maybe it was bullying at school yeah and like maybe you just like a parent would see it as like whatever they just don't want to go to school but they don't push a little more to see like why is it that you don't want to go to school like what's going on there so it's very important to like communicate with children like yeah i'm gonna ask my kids like 100 questions when i have kids like how was your day? What'd you do? Like, would you see, did you meet, did you talk to this and that? Cause I just, I, you need to know with kids, like what's going on with them because yeah. they don't know how to express these things. Yeah. And like how we mentioned, like when I was a kid, I probably like, I had anxiety, but mm-hmm. I didn't know how to process it. And my mom didn't know I had anxiety. Like she just thought like, Oh, she just doesn't like sleeping yeah. over or she ate something bad. You know, most of the times that's what I would be like. Oh, I had a burger and I guess it was too heavy for my stomach and I threw up.
1: Yeah. You were
0: present. And but then it, later it wasn't, on in years- it wasn't that. You know, it was anxiety. It was something else, yeah. Maybe I could have started therapy sooner. I think everyone should go to therapy.
1: Yeah, I agree. At least even if it's not the three times a week. Once a year. Exactly. Just take a little checkup. Like your dentist. Yes. Every six months. You know, go see someone. Say hey. And I feel like, you know, this is my opinion. I'm not trying to get all political or whatnot. I think your job should enforce that rule. You know what I mean? Like they should supply this type of stuff. You know what I mean? Because that's where you have your most stress. You try and take care of things. You know, that's where you get paid. But, um, you know, the whole thing with children, though, I feel like ever since I got nieces and nephews, I feel like, dude, we should never dis- demiss- dismiss a child. Like, what they're saying matters, um, and always ask them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because you're older doesn't mean that you're, con- you're you're right all the time. You know, kids have surprised the hell out of me with the things that they've said, and kids have been right before, and I've had to be like, oh, shoot, you know, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. So don't dismiss dismiss a child just because they're younger than you and you feel like you know better than they do. Because I feel like that's what our parents did to us. Right. Like if a kid is saying, like, my stomach hurts, don't just
0: assume that, like, oh, it's something you ate or whatever. Like, you'll be fine. It could be anxiety. It could be something else. And so talk to them. Like, oh, but when did this start? And like, why do you feel this way? Does anything else hurt? And then you know, just work from there, just communicate with them. And I think, I mean, we're learning, our generation is kind of learning to be less judgmental when it comes to mental illness and be more open about it. And I think that's,
1: it's great. No. Yeah. It's definitely a great thing, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess I don't know how to really say this. So like, with the kids, like don't dismiss them because, and don't, that's what I wanted to say. So don't put them in a bubble either. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. want to keep them from living their life <laughs> yeah. and be like, oh my God. And then they don't want to tell you things. Cause it's like, oh man, mom and dad, they worry too much. Like freak out every time something happens, uh-huh. you know, find that good balance. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what it's all about is finding a balance. And just communicating emotions. I
0: feel super important because like, most of these illnesses come about because you can't communicate what you're feeling Mm -hmm. either because you feel like you're not able to have these discussions with your parents or with your friends and so it manifests itself into physical that your body reacts to it because it's just being built up yeah but if we were to learn to communicate properly like everything that we're feeling from a young age we would not go through this yeah because we could say, like, this is what I'm feeling, and we can find, like, a solution for this. Um, so, yeah, I find, like, it, mental health should be taught in schools. Yeah. Um, in the way, like, obviously, like, for younger, like, elementary, they should be taught in different ways so that they understand, like, yeah. oh, you know, sometimes you feel sad, and sometimes, yeah. you know, your stomach hurts because of this, or...
1: And then, just so that they feel... Like, they understand themselves. Yeah, and reinforcing, you know, having those talks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the whole, uh, what is it called? Like, the double ended sticker or whatever it's called. Like, boys can't cry, girls can mm-hmm. cry. Like, no, like, teach them, hey, yeah, you can cry. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that, that happens like, a lot in kindergarten. You can't be scared. You can't, like, Yeah, yeah you can't and, those and, those and a lot of those things, like, you know, who knows? Maybe years from now we'll find out, hey, I have anxiety today because of something that happened to me when I was, like, four years old you never know like the things that you oppress when you're a child come out later on in different ways you know what I mean so yeah I think that's like super important yeah
0: that's why communication yes yeah and more so like in middle school because that's when everyone's developing (laughs) and the bullying starts and it's just like no we need to learn to love each other and to understand each other and just be nicer
1: yeah, I mean those are like reckless times Like when I was in middle school I was like I'm right I know everything You know what I mean Like and Just like you know Like humanities I think they should have Like a humanity class Or, I mean, or something do, like we that We had humanities Like in high school And we took
0: Like before They used to
1: They used to do like Sex ed Oh, oh but then they took it? Yeah. out That's like right. they just like keep cutting. All the- it was health. Class. It was healthy, yeah. but it wasn't really. It was more like, yeah, was like STD stuff. Like, yeah. don't have sex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't have sex. Here's some rubbers.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, like to show them, like, hey, there are other people suffering out there, and I know that it may seem kind of like grim and dark oh i don't want my children to have to worry about that stuff but it's really good for them to have that just learn about psychology
0: understanding like yeah. how your your mind works and how emotions work and then that way i think people can understand each other a lot better if they understood what was going on in people's minds yeah like
1: an asshole's not an asshole, asshole just because <laughs> he's an asshole like there's something going on yeah <laughs> like and it could be either you know they've had a bad childhood or when they were younger they were given everything and they're privileged and, and they think yeah. the world owes them something you know it's <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> or it could just be, like, something
0: shitty happened to them just recently, you know? Like, yeah. you, people aren't upset just because, like, there's something going on, and we should Underlying try thoughts, yeah. better to understand them. I know that it's not always easy. At least it's not uh-uh. always for me. but Especially
1: when you work in customer service. <laughs> Definitely not easy. But, you know, we just have to, like, okay, this person may be going through something. Let me just, yeah. you know, whatever. Address them call me and then, I like to make yeah. up a story I like to be like you know just so that I don't stress myself out oh, I'm like it. this guy yelled at me and called me the b-word because his grandfather probably has cancer <laughs> and it makes me feel bad and I feel sorry for him and I start to feel better about I'm like you know whatever he's had a bad day that like that's a good strategy. and I think about my own bad days you know what I mean like yeah so I always make up a story when I come across someone rude and something like that so hey that's a tip that's just you know customer service 101 yeah. <laughs> but you're right you know i mean it's just like you never know yeah. and i and anxiety has made me more empathetic like yeah. i just feel sorry for everybody and it's just like even the people that are like murdering other people i'm like oh my god what has happened in their life like that caused them to do that and yes. i start to feel bad and i'm just like there's something wrong we need to help them yeah i have like a weird <laughs> so
0: i love halloween is my favorite holiday so every October I start listening to uh, a podcast about serial killers and God. Um, ghost stories. <laughs> but like listening about these serial killers, all of them had something shitty that happened in their childhood. Yeah. Like their parent like their father was an alcoholic or their mother like mistreated them and called them names and they decided to start killing women you know because of whatever happened with their mom yeah like they were treated like shit when they were kids and then they decided to have you know no empathy for people and they just started killing so it kind of makes me feel like that's why I feel like childhood is so freaking important like It really is. I hope I'm a good parent. I don't mess with my kids.
1: And that scares me. Like, you know, the thought of having children and thinking that they could. I mean, once you have like
0: the best thoughts for them, you know, you do the best for them, I think it'll be fine. Um, It's not something to be scared of.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I'm going to go out here on a ledge, and I know a lot of people will not agree with me, but I feel like even, you know, child molesters and things Uh like that, I know I'm going completely left field with you here. But even those people, like I know what they're doing is wrong. We know what they're doing is wrong, but something has happened to them. Mm -hmm. You know what what I mean? Like at least nine out of ten, like Jeffrey Dahmer. I feel so freaking bad for him, even though like he
0: killed all these people. Yeah. But you know he had to repress his homosexual like tendencies, and he had his dad and his mom would just like left him by himself in his house. Like they, when he graduated, they were just like, "We're getting a divorce, and you can stay in the house. We're going with like." our boyfriend and girlfriend. And they just left him. Yeah. And it's just like, what? That's your kid. Yeah. You're responsible, dude. And And, that stuff affects them. Yeah. And so, uh, (laughs) I know it's not something like, like we shouldn't feel bad for single college, but they also had horrible stuff happen to them. And they also have mental illness and that they weren't, they
1: didn't have the help that they didn't. Yeah. They didn't get that chance to speak out or to reach out to somebody to to release those, like, emotions. Like, you basically are like a soda pop, like, about to explode. Like, dude, all that fizzy bubbly is inside of you, dude. You got to release it. Let it go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, But, I mean, to kind of wrap it up, you know, just speak up about what it is you're feeling, if you are feeling like, you know, like you're in a dark place or not like yourself or, like, you just can't really gotta handle things right now like either seek therapy or just start by talking to a friend or start by just journaling like just write it down on a piece of paper what it is you're feeling and kind of process it like the next day and say Mm -hmm. like okay do I really feel this way or is it just something that was in the moment and just kind of work through it um we need to end the stigma with mental illness it's not something that should be taboo we shouldn't feel ashamed to talk about it we shouldn't judge others for being you know for having a mental illness we should just be understanding and kind of educate ourselves on mm-hmm. it so that we can help them get better and you know feel like themselves again Cause, um, i think that's like the one thing that really truly sucks about mental illness is like when you don't feel like yourself yeah. like you have no control and
1: you feel alone yeah that was one of my big things
0: having someone to talk to is is great and no, like people won't start talking about it if we don't continue to talk about yeah. it so let's just keep talking about mental health and what we can do to feel better um, for me it's been journaling yeah. medication, therapy journaling and just like talking to friends about it when I'm stressed like I try to find someone to talk to and yeah. just let it all out cry if I have to I saw a meme it's like, um, like, you schedule the day that you're going to cry. Like, oh, I think Tuesday night. I can cry Tuesday night because, like, you're so busy the other day. Yeah. Like, I have like work and school and then the gym. So, I'm like, I can't, I can't cry today. I'll cry on Tuesday. <laughs> so, schedule your cry time. It's healthy. Yeah. Um, what are some things that you do?
1: Um, audiobooks. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and I just listen to, you know, and I just read familiar books that make me feel good. You know, I talk to myself in the mirror Anytime I feel something, I I'm a, I don't know if this has anything to do with zodiacs, but I'm a Leo and I had to let it out. I have to say it because if not, it bottles up inside me. So, audiobooks, talking to myself, you know what I mean. And, and like we're saying, reach out. You know, like what was the statistic? One in five people mm-hmm. suffer from it. Reach out to five people. I know you know five people. Mm-hmm. Someone is gonna be on the same level as you, and and it's gonna make you feel better, and it's gonna help you progress and take those steps. But um. You know, find that niche, whatever it is that makes you feel better, talking to someone, talking to yourself, journaling, you know, um, figuring out what it is that you're grateful every night, you know, before you sleep, list the things that you feel grateful for, like what you've told me before, oh, you, yeah. um, you know, and then it makes you feel like it's not so bad.
0: Yeah. Well, guys, thank you for listening. I hope that this was insightful and I won't make any promises this time about <laughs> how soon I'll have another episode up. Because it's just a lot, honestly. Um, I don't want to overwhelm myself because that's when I just crack. (laughs) So I'm trying to keep a pace when it comes to like school and stuff. Um, This semester I was taking two classes. Next semester I was like, no, please just give me one class. I can't handle all of that. So um, hopefully we'll have another episode up soon. Um, And I hope that you guys are doing well and that you find someone that you can reach out to about mental health and just talk to your friends about it. It's not something... You don't have to necessarily have an illness to talk about mental health. You can just talk about just practicing good habits in your mm-hmm. daily life to just be more you know, productive and happy and not get in a funk. So, again, thank you. And I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. <laughs>